Thanks for listening to this message from United Church. Our desire is to see everyone we reach find God, find community, and discover purpose. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about us, you can check us out online at unitedchurchrva.com. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast, United Church RVA, to keep up with our latest content. We hope you enjoy this message from our lead pastor, Adam Martino. So technically, I guess it's 21 days of prayer, 20 days of prayer and fasting. Come on, somebody. We're giving you a freebie, a free day. And there's a, there's a passage of Scripture that I'd like for us to look at really, really quick. And it's in Mark chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to it. If you don't, that's okay. Um, it's going to be up on the screen here be, behind me. And I also want to say this, too. If you don't have a Bible, we have some free Bibles for you. They're, they're yours. All you got to do is just walk up to the table and grab one. Nobody's going to tackle you or stop you. We want you to take them. Come on, somebody. And uh, if you go out these doors, there's something called the Hello Spot. And um, you could just go out there and grab a Bible. Somebody will help you. But I'm going to read a passage of Scripture, and then we'll pray, and then we'll get moving. Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2 says, uh, beginning in verse 18, I'm going to read verses 18 and 20. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, how is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting but not yours? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. And on that day, they will fast. Jesus knew there would come a time when, his, when, when he would not physically be present any longer with his disciples or with the church. And he refers to these times as perilous times. And he says, then in those days, they will need to fast. Let me pray real quick. Father God, I thank you for this amazing opportunity, Lord God, to look at your scripture, to look at your word. I pray over the next couple minutes that you would use me, Lord God, that you would speak through me. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would remove any distraction from the room. I pray, Lord God, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would speak to our minds, Lord God, that you would do something new and something fresh. Lord God, I know as we're starting this new year, I don't want the same old thing. I don't want what I had, Lord God. I want all that you have for me. I want something new to spring up in my life, Lord God. And I know that through prayer, through fasting, Lord God, I can get closer. We could all get closer. We could all lean in to your promises and your blessings. So I pray, Lord God, that you would bring revelation, Lord God, that you would bring transformation, Lord God, that you would bring healing and power through your word. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Help me to be a good steward of these moments. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Chris. So we see here um, these people are asking Jesus a, a specific question. They're saying, hey, John the, the Baptist, he's, he's a mighty man. He's, he's, he's like, he's a prophet. He's baptized people. We know in the Bible it says that John the Baptist, he actually baptized Jesus and foresaw Jesus. He announced to people, hey, this is the Messiah. This is the guy. And they're saying John and, and his boys, his John and his buddies, they need to fast. The Pharisees, they need to fast. 
Jesus, how come you and your disciples, you don't need to fast? And Jesus says this. He says, they don't need to fast because they're with the source of power. Jesus is saying, I, the disciples, those that are with me, are plugged in. They're connected to the source of power. And if you want more power in your life, you can get it through fasting. So John the Baptist and his people, they're not, I'm not walking with them every day. I'm not physically with them. So they need to find another source of power. And they're finding that source of power through fasting. He's saying, one day I'm going to be gone from my disciples, and when I'm gone from my disciples, they will need to fast. He even referred to it as perilous times. And I believe this church that we're living in such days today. The bridegroom is absent, and our need for spiritual power is so very, very great. Jesus intends for us to seek after God with prayer and fasting. So for the next couple of minutes, I just I want to dive into this topic or this idea of fasting. And here's what I believe, that it, as a body, as a body of believers, as, as a church, maybe you're new to church, maybe you're new to the faith. If you would lean in and you would go after God and you would just try this concept, you would like really, really give it a try. I believe that God will do something special in your life. We're using a word called revival to illustrate what we're trusting God for. Revival can also be translated almost as an open heaven, as a time of renewal, as a time of blessing coming down, as a time of breakthrough. A lot of people, if you grew up in church or around church, right, you're used to that word breakthrough. You hear that word breakthrough and you want to start jumping, right? You get all excited. I believe that this could be a significant time for us. And how much more so if we do it together corporately as a body, as a team. There's so much more power when we do it together than when we just do it by ourselves. And I believe for the next 21 days, if we really lean in, those things that you've been praying for, those things that you've been asking for, those things that you've been hoping for can come true, can come to fruition. I believe that those things are already set in motion. I believe that those things are already in front of us. And fasting will give us the power to reach through to the next dimension to grab those things and bring them in. Come on, somebody. I, I, I really believe it. So many people in today's society, in the church today, they either ignore fasting, they believe maybe it's, it's not for me, it's not something I do, it's only for religious leaders, it's only for, it's, it's only for the pastor, it's only for the deacons, it's only for this person or that person. Or they totally misunderstand what fasting is all about. In order to see something of the power of prayer and fasting, there's another scripture that I want us to look at, and it's in Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17, and I'm going to read, it's a chunk of scripture, so you're going to have to bear with me here. But, but it really illustrates the, 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 the purpose and the power behind prayer and fasting. I, you know, I was speaking to somebody, and, and, and they, they were talking. They said, wait, I see you guys are starting prayer and fasting. I, I, probably, I probably need to do it because I, I ate so much through the holidays. Prayer, fasting is not a Christian diet. Come on, somebody. Fasting is not, is not a diet plan for Christians. Although, yes, you'll probably lose some weight if it's done correctly, and you'll feel better. Maybe yeah, for a little bit, I promise you, you're probably going to feel worse. You get a little hungry, get a little cranky, get some stank breath, right? You know that hungry breath that's not so pleasant to the people around you. 
but you fast with a purpose. You fast on purpose. Yeah, I, I even started to journal over the last couple of days, and I said, God, this is, these are some of the things that I'm trusting you for. These are the things that I'm hoping for. Every year, I ask God, and I, I go to God, and I ask him for a word for my life for that year. Maybe that's something you want to try doing. God gave me where he gave me the word discipline. He gave me the word discipline, and I was so grateful when he gave me that word because it, it, it resonated in my soul. It resonated in my heart. Being more disciplined in, in the way I, I read the Bible and being more disciplined in my, in my, in my personal life, in my work life. And I'm, I'm, I'm fasting on purpose for a purpose. I'm trusting God to, to, to do something new in me, to build something, to produce something inside of me. This is what happened in Matthew 17. Jesus is with Peter, James, and John, and he leads them up on a mountain. And he goes up to this mountain, and he was, actually, he was actually discouraged. He's going up on this mountain because he's discouraged, and he, he, he wants to take some time to pray. And the, the Bible says that Moses and Elijah appear to him, and, and I believe that they appear to him to encourage him, to say, Jesus, you got this, man. It's going to be okay. And the Bible says that he was transfigured. Let me read it to you. It says, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered him and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. You would be too. But Jesus came and touched them and said, arise, do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus. And they come down from the mountain and Jesus commands them saying, tell the vision to no one until the son of man is risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, why, why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And Jesus answered and said to them, indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has already come, and they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. A multitude started to form, and a man came to him, kneeling down, to, kneeling down before Jesus, and he said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic, and he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless, perverse generation. That's kind of tough, Jesus. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. These are the words of Jesus. Now, there's a lot of context there. But I just wanted to give you an illustration of the power that Jesus received 
through prayer and fasting. It was like another level. It was like another level of the anointing of, of that power in Jesus. Another level where it, it transformed his countenance. It changed everything about him. And then it, spread, it started to spread to the people around him. And they come down from the mountain, and this multitude starts to form, and this guy's there, and his son has been afflicted with demons. And Jesus had given power to his disciples. He's given all the power that he has to his disciples and says, go. And they're healing people, and they're casting out demons, and they're doing all this kind of stuff. But they meet this young man, and this young man could not be changed, could not be healed. And Jesus gives us two reasons why our prayers might, might, might become ineffective. Our, our prayer life might become stale. You ever feel stale in your Christianity? You ever feel stale and, and it becomes monotonous and it becomes routine and you, you just almost, you, you, you start to lose your spiritual appetite where maybe prayer is on the back burner. Prayer might be something you don't ever, you, you're not even doing. And Jesus illustrates it. He says, this is what's happening. You're becoming perverse. And, 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 and it's, it's a faithless and a perverse generation. He's saying, there's not enough God and there's too much of the world in you. It, it's time for you to get, get further from the world and closer to me. And he's saying there's a resource to get that done with. It's called fasting. And that's why for the next couple of weeks we're going to put this into practice. Denying your body something so you can draw closer to God. Getting yourself set right. It's a new year. It's a, it's a new start. you got to get yourself in alignment. Get your spirit in alignment. Get your mind in alignment. You ever, you ever, you, ever, you know, I, it's happened to me a couple of times where your front tires get out of alignment. And you're driving down the road and you let go of the steering wheel just to see the alignment. And your car starts pulling this way or your car starts pulling that way. Yeah, that ever happened to you? Yeah, the car's out of alignment. For some of us, that's how we're walking around nowadays. We're, we're a little bit out of alignment. So we feel like, you know, you should go into the left a little bit. You go into the right a little bit. We want to hit the pause button and say, God, we're going to put you first. We're going to put you first in our, in our minds. We're going to go to prayer. We're going to go to fasting. There's different kind of fasts. There's, there's all different kinds of fasts. Um, and they'll, they'll be up on the website. On our website this evening, uh, it'll be on, on Facebook and, and on our website. We're going to have a 21-day devotional that you can follow along with. That'll be a little bit of encouragement. But, I, but I'd encourage you to, 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 to decide on something. Leslie and I, well, me, I, I've decided I'm not going to speak for her. I, I, I'm not going to eat from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm just going to do water and coffee or tea or something, um, something liquid like that. I'm, 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 I'm staying away from sugars. Alcohol, all those kind of things. It's, it's, a, it's a good time just to put stuff aside and to hit the reset button in your, in your mind and in your heart. Jesus said, the only way this boy can be healed, some of these things that you got to break, some of these things that you got to cut out, some of these things that you got to get rid of can only be gotten rid of through prayer and fasting. You can, you can only break these things. Some, some of the greatest breakthroughs that I've had personally in my life have come through prayer and fasting. Letting things go and saying, God, I'm going to put you first. And other addictions, other things that you're dealing with, they, they, because you're getting closer to God, those things, they just they start to fall off you. How many, how many of us want some of that? Come on, somebody. 
I need some of this junk from 2019 to fall off me. Come on, somebody. Shed some of this stuff, some of this, this muck that, that's, that's, that's stuck on me. I was at my brother's house for Christmas, and, uh, and uh, he, said, he said, man, I, I want to do a, 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 a fire outside, you know, a bonfire. And I said, okay. And his wife goes, well, you need to get out there and pick up after the dog first because it, it's a mess out there. So he goes out there, and he comes back in, and he goes, yeah, I got it. I got it all. He said, come down. I'm going to make a fire. And I said, okay. And I'm walking down the stairs. I get to the bottom of the stairs, and I just hear it. <laughs> I just hear it. You know, and it's so much, it's like coming out the sides of my, my shoe, you know. And, and we had to go in the house, and you, you take a stick, and, you know, you're scraping it. That's what some of us got to do. 2019, just scrape that stuff off. Just get that stuff off you and say, God, 2020, I want to put you first in every area of my life. 2020, I don't want to hold on to what I used to have. I don't ever want to be found where God was. I want to be where God is. I want to be in the anointing. I want to thrive in it. I want to live in it. I want my children to thrive in it. I don't know about you, but it's frustrating to me to, me to see how powerless and how weak the, the modern-day church is. Walk around, oh, my back, my, my, my back and my, my knees and my throat and I got a cough and all this kind of stuff. We're never doing well. We're always doing bad. We're always jacked up, right? Our finances are always jacked up. We're always poor. And then you see the, the most dirtiest of dirty, corrupt people out there getting, on a, getting in their Maybach and, and taking private jets somewhere. I want to take a private jet somewhere. Come on, somebody. Why can't I? I claim it in the name of Jesus. So should you. There's blessings, there's power, there's things that God has for us. We just need to break into the next level to get it. Some of us are so stale, and I'm not trying to be mean, I'm trying to encourage you. Pastor, you need to be more positive. I'm positive that you're probably a little stale. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. He says, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, there's not enough God in your life, and there's too much world. Some of us, we go to our jobs, and people don't even know that we love God. Some of us, we, we're hanging out, and we're doing things, and people don't even know that we're Christians. We have a relationship with Christ because we act like everybody else does. I'm telling you, for the next 21 days, let it go and let God be first in your life, and watch what happens. Watch what happens. Prayer and fasting are the reset. Getting further from the world and closer to God. Godly prayer along with fasting releases breakthrough spiritual power. It just, it just does. When Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Ghost uh, to be tempted by the devil, he entered into a, a, a prolonged season of prayer and fasting. Forty days. Forty days uh, without bread or without water. In Luke 4, verse 14, it says that after that time, he, he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. That he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, he told the devil, he said, man shouldn't live on bread and, and water alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He's saying that the word of God can be my sustenance. The word of God can fill me up. Now, I'm not saying if you have dietary restrictions, you got to do what, what you got to do. 
consult your doctor. I don't know what to tell you. You, you, know, you, got, you know what I'm saying? But if you could do it, set aside one meal a day and then replace it with prayer. Replace it with the word. Don't just do it for no reason. I'm going to give you some tips. I'm going to give you some things that, that you could write down, that you could pray through, and you could trust God for. I'm, I'm going to give that to you. But, but set aside that time and fill it with the word of God. Fill it with prayer. Fill it with, with, with worship and, and just spending time with God. That lunch break, if you're not going to eat, I'm, I'm going to skip lunch. For the next 21 days, I'm going to skip lunch. Replace that time. Get in your car. Get in your closet. Go go into the stall in the bathroom and, and pray and do what you need. To. I, 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 you know, I get distracted fairly easy. And uh, I was a little kid, and uh, we, 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 were at, we were in old Pentecostal church, and uh, the bathrooms were behind the stage, you know. is is like a little stage, and the bathrooms were like directly behind the stage. And uh, they, they were singing and praying for nine hours, and I had to go to the bathroom. I had to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm like 12, you know, 11 or 12. And I go to the bathroom, and uh, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was sitting on the toilet, not, not going, just sitting, hanging out, sitting on the toilet, and I start going, you know, you ever do that? I'm doing that, and my brother comes and knocks on the door, goes, Adam. I go, yeah, what? He goes, dad's going to kill you. I said, what's the matter? And I opened the door and he goes, the pastor's like been asking whoever's speaking in tongues for the last 20 minutes to stop. And it was me in the bathroom. I don't even know how I got there. What, what point was I trying to make? Oh, yeah, get alone in the bathroom stall. And don't do, don't go, pray, really pray. Carve out, carve out some time. To, to spend with God, you know, fig, figure out what works for you. And, and here, here's what you got to do. And, and, and Trey and I were talking about this last week. Because we're, we're going to keep each other accountable. That's, that's what we do. We keep each other accountable. We're going to keep each other accountable through the fast, aren't we? And we were speaking about you got to challenge yourself. If it's easy, don't do something that challenges yourself. If you don't ever eat breakfast, don't say I'm fasting breakfast. Right? I don't ever eat breakfast. I'm not going to say I'm going to fast breakfast because I fast breakfast every day of my life. Do something that's going to challenge you and replace it with an offering in your heart that says, God, I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you this time because I, I know I've been too close to the world. But I want to be closer to you. 2020, I want to commit my life to you. 2020, I want all the blessings. I want all the provision. I want all the things that you've promised for my life to come true. So in order to get there, I'm giving you my whole heart. I'm giving you all my, I'm giving you all my mind. My focus is going to be on you. And, and, and you, you know, it, it really is a food fast. A food fast, that denying your body something is, is really what, what fasting is. Yeah, some of y'all, you need to sprinkle it with other things. Maybe you spend too much time on social media. If you need to fast social media, then do it. If you need to get your face out of Facebook and put it in this book, do it. But you, you, you just, you need to do something. We're really, pr we're praying for revival. We're praying for an open heaven. And here, I, I, I wrote a couple things down, and I'd like to give, I'd like to give these to you. Because here, here's what I believe. I believe that you, you, 
the, the fast, the prayer, everything needs to be intentional. It needs to be on purpose. You need to say, God, this is what I'm trusting you for. God, this is what I'm believing you for. Now there's caveats that go along with it. You can't say, God, excuse me, I'm trusting you for financial breakthrough. And you keep spending money like a dummy. I'm keeping it 100. I'm just keeping it real. Right? You, you understand what I'm saying? You can't say, God, I need financial breakthrough, and you don't tithe. You don't, and I'm not, this is not a, 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 a play for you to give to this church. Give, give to a church, whatever church. Pick a church. Pick a ministry and give to it. But you can't say, God, I, I'm trusting you for financial breakthrough, and you, you spend $57 on, on, on the silliest things ever, and you're always, you're always hard up for cash. Get, get your stuff in alignment. Get your finances in alignment. God, I'm going to trust the, the first 10% to you, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust that you're going to bless the 90 that you allow me to keep. And be wise with it. You can't say, God, I'm, I'm trusting you for physical breakthrough. So, so I'm only going to eat nine Baconators today. It don't work like that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't, you got to put the stuff in order. You got to get the stuff right. You got to say, God, I'm trusting you for, I, I want you to heal my body. Maybe you've been, you're struggling with something. Maybe it's your bad, you know, maybe you got something going on that you've been struggling. God, I'm trusting you that you're going to heal my body. That sickness has to flee. That, that this thing has to, it can't exist. It can't coexist with your Holy Spirit in my body. So I'm casting out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fast, I'm going to eat right, I'm going to get my stuff together, I'm going to be healthy, I, you know, al alcohol, cigarettes, maybe you struggle with some of this stuff. Put it down, lay it down, say, God, I'm trusting you that you're going to kill me, I'm trusting you that you're going to, you know what I'm saying, does that make sense? Come on, somebody talk back to me. Here, here's some things that I wrote down. As we start this fast, let's start here together. You, you can write this down, take a picture or whatever. Here, here's number one that I, I wrote that I'm trusting God for, that I'm trusting God for, that, that, that God would arise in my life, my family, my business, my ministry, and let every enemy of my purpose be scattered. Let any, every enemy, come on, somebody, yeah. Let every enemy of my purpose has to go. Psalm 68, verse 1, it's biblical. I'm not just making this stuff up. This is, it's biblical. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let those who also hate him flee before him. Here's the message translation. I love this. Up with God, down with his enemies. Come on, somebody. Adversaries run for the hills, gone like a puff of smoke, like a blob of, blob of wax in a fire. One look at God and the wicked vanish. When the righteous see God in action, they'll laugh, they'll sing, they'll laugh and sing for joy. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm trusting God for during, during these next 21 days, that God would arise in my life, in my family, in my business, in my ministry, that, that all these things that he's called for me, that he's, he's, he wants for me, that I'd start to thrive in it, and that every enemy, every enemy that would try to attack me, every enemy that would try to attack the purpose that God has for me has to flee. Has, the Bible says it has to flee. Well. There she is again. She's coming, to, and I'm pretending like I'm looking busy. No, you got to flee, girl. I'm sorry. Maybe it's not a girl. Maybe it's a guy. Or maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's an it. Whatever it is. But we need to speak these things. This is the word of God. We need to speak these things with boldness. 
God, that you, that as I fast, as I, as I surrender my life, as I surrender my agenda, as I surrender these things to you, that you would arise in my life, in my family, in my business, in my ministry, and let every enemy of my purpose be scattered. Here's the second one I wrote down. As I seek you in fasting and prayer, find me faithful and show yourself mighty on my behalf. Show yourself mighty on my behalf. You know, you know what that means? Favor, favor, favor. God, that your favor. Second Chronicles 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. This is biblical. This is what God wants for you. Second Chronicles 69 in the message, God is always on the alert, constantly on the lookout for people who are totally committed to him. God's looking for you. He's, he's looking out for you if you're committed to him, if you commit your ways to him, if you commit your heart to him for the next 21 days, if you say, God, I'm putting you first above everything else, he will bless you. Here's the third one that I wrote down. I thank you that as I fast and as I pray, these are things that I'm going to be praying into. I thank you that as I fast and as I pray, sickness and disease must evacuate my body. Thank you that as I fast and as I pray, sickness and disease must evacuate my body. Isaiah 58, 8. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Your healing will spring up in my body. That your healing would spring up in my loved one that needs healing. That your healing, Lord God, would spring up. Here's another translation, Isaiah 58.8. Then your light will break out like the dawn and you will be healed quickly. Your own righteousness will walk before you and the Lord's glory will be your rear guard. Come on, somebody. I want God's glory to be my rear guard. Get behind me, Satan, and deal with him. Your healing would spring forth in my body. And that your righteousness would be my protector. When was the last time you prayed something like that? Here's the last one I wrote down. And it comes out right, right out of 1 Corinthians 16.9. Open doors of opportunity so that I may effectively fulfill my purpose. God, that you would swing open the doors of opportunity. God, that you would swing open the doors of opportunity so I could effectively fulfill my purpose. The purpose that you've called me here for, the purpose that you've put me here for, would you open every door, would you tear down every barrier, every, every closed door that the enemy would try to slam in my face, you open that thing up and you hit that joker in the head with it while it's swinging. 1 Corinthians 69, because a great door for effective work has opened to me. Here's another translation. In spite of the fact there are many opponents, a big and productive opportunity has opened up for my mission 
here. God wants to bless you in order to fulfill the thing that he's called you to do. And as you pray and as you fast, you get your spirit right, you get your heart right, and you get your body right. And you say, God, I want every blessing. I want every good thing that you have set aside for me, that you've promised for me, that you've called for me. No longer to be bound by distractions. Come on, somebody. Distractions, get away from me. I'm focusing my heart and my mind on Christ. There's different fasts you could do. Over the last couple of years, we've, we've been fasting for, for years now. Over the last couple of years, we've done something called a Daniel fast, which is basically fruits and vegetables. No meat, no sugars. You can find, uh, there's great resources online if you want to look up what to fast. Let, let me tell you something. Uh, you you want to know what this really breaks down to? We're going on a hung, hunger strike against hell. That's what we're doing. We're going on a hunger strike against hell. And I'm not telling you, I'm te you're not going to die, I promise you. You might get a little crabby. Les gets real crabby. I stay, I get, I, I stay sweet. You could ask. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. But we, we, we deal with so much junk and so much stuff. This is a season really just to say, God, you're the focal point. God, you're the priority, and I'm putting you first. I want to be closer to you. Let's all stand together. Maybe, you know, maybe you came in here with a heavy heart. I want to pray with you here in a second. But we normally give the same invitation every Sunday just because without Christ in your life, without Christ being the Savior of your life, that none of this is all meaningless. They're just words. And uh, maybe you've been coming here for a while. Coming to church is great. This is a great place. We appreciate you. But coming to church does not get you to heaven. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. As in Christ, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. So I'm not, I'm not going to call anybody out. I, I'm, not, I'm not, but I, I want you, you need to make this decision on your own. So if you, don't have, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, you're saying, Pastor Adam, I, I, don't, I don't know. Or maybe you stumbled in here by accident. And, you know, or maybe you don't know where you stand in your faith. Maybe you're far from God. I just want to give you a chance with every eye closed and every head bowed. Everybody in the room, we're just, we're going to pray together. But if, if, if it's really, if, it, if you're far from God, if you don't have a relationship with Here's the question you need to ask yourself. If, 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 if I died today, do you, know, do you know where you're going? If something were to happen to you when you walk out of these doors, do you know where you're going? Because you're going someplace. Heaven is real. Hell is real. You need to pray and you need to ask Jesus Christ into your heart, into your life. 
And then we're going to pray one final time together for, for strength, for encouragement over the next 21 days. That, that there would just be breakthrough, that revival would break out in your house, that God would do something so powerful, something so fresh, something so new in your life, in your job, in your circumstance, in your situation, in your relationships, that everything would be changed, that there would be blessings. That the enemy that's been trying to attack you, that the enemy that's been coming after you would, would just be gone. But it starts with a relationship with Christ. So, so if, if, I'm just going to ask everybody in the room just to, pray, just to pray with me and say something like this. Jesus Christ, I ask you into my heart. I ask you to be my Savior. I give you my life. I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I surrender my heart to you. I believe that you died on the cross and rose from the grave for me. In Jesus' name. Lord God, you see each and every person in this room. We prayed that prayer, Lord God. We are now new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. The new is here. Father God, I pray for each and every person in this room, Lord God, that they would commit to the next 21 days, Lord God, to pray to pray for an outpouring of your spirit, to pray, Lord God, for your blessings, to pray, Lord God, for those around them, Lord God, to pray, Lord God, for those around them that they might not like, Lord God, that we would see people the way you see people, that we would love people the way that you love people, Lord God, that we would forgive those that have hurt us, Lord God, that those that we've hurt, they would forgive. And I'd even encourage you this, if, if you know that there's somebody that you've hurt, if you've done some, something wrong, make it right. Now's the season to make it right. Don't walk in unforgiveness. Don't walk in shame. Don't walk in anger. But walk in joy and peace. United Church is committed to seeing lives transformed in the Forest Hill Corridor of RVA and our greater online community. We consider it an honor to play a part in your journey to finding God, finding community, and discovering purpose. To find out what your next step could be, just check out unitedchurchrva.com forward slash next.